Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back here with another edition of our Preps Podcast. We are into week seven here. Uh, Kyle Nedenrip from the Indy Star, joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And uh, Logan, we were just talking off you know, before we started here that how crazy it is we're into week seven and, and already with the sectional draw coming out uh, next week. Uh, you kind of start to think, uh, you know, what that draw is going to look like already. Oh, absolutely. That, that's I think on on a lot of people's mind. Probably everyone but the coaches will tell will tell you that that they're thinking about it, and uh, it's something that we always look forward to this time of year. And, and once that comes around, it just kind of sparks the conversation uh, of the postseason and, and kind of who the real contenders are. And it's always just a fun time. Uh, uh, getting into the sectional draw and kind of looking ahead a little bit. We're officially into October now, October 2nd, so uh, October 4th will be the uh, uh, Week 7 games, and then hopefully the weather the weather is it's hot again today, but uh, hopefully I think tomorrow is supposed to be nicer and then this weekend as well. So it uh, should be some weather, good weather. Get out to a, a game on Friday night if you can. And, uh, Logan, as we, as we do, uh, let's start in the MIC again. Uh, I was out doing a, a different story, and I'll talk a little bit about that later on a Friday night. Uh, but I was really curious to see how you know the the North Central Panthers came out and mm-hmm. beat Carmel uh, in a really good game on Friday night. We're down in that game, came back, scored two late touchdowns, and sure enough, they walk out of Carmel with a uh, with a victory on a Friday <laughs> night. And you know they were sitting there one and two, you know through three weeks, now have three consecutive wins. And uh, wins over Center Grove and Carmel, and a couple of comeback wins, and all of a sudden they're ranked ninth in the state in 6A. And you know, after that opening win over or opening loss to Fishers, you probably wouldn't have thought you know that was going to happen this year. But uh, your impressions of North Central, and, and it seems to be a team in, in a year where you're looking for somebody to kind of jump up and and uh, take control or or take advantage of, of uh, you know of things how they stand right now. North Central seems to be doing that. Exactly, and North Central's peaking at the right time, like you, you alluded to earlier. I mean, they, they started out a little slow. We've talked about their game against Fishers uh, opening night at Lucas Oil Stadium. That That's long gone now. Uh, this is a whole different football team, and we've kind of said all year, if North Central can can figure it out offensively, they can put some points on the board, if they can you know not turn the ball over as much and, and not put their defense with their backs against the wall, but they, they have a good shot of winning the game. And, and, and the bottom line is, uh, Kevin O'Shea has done a phenomenal job there. He's he's a, a state championship coach. He he wins wherever he goes, and North Central is no different now. And, and it's great to see the Panthers uh, back kind of on a winning track. It had been so long since they had tasted this type of success up there for football. And now that they've tasted it, it's like they can't get enough of it. And they're, they're coming alive at the right time. I'm not sure many people, though, would have thought that they would go into – to Greyhound Nation on homecoming night and, and spoil it for them. Uh, that, that was a phenomenal game. Uh, come from behind victory. And, of course, who else kind of fueling it other than Richard Hamilton, the, the guy that we've talked about a lot. I mean, it's having a phenomenal year. Has kind of taken over some of the leadership roles and, and has done a nice job stepping up for the Panthers offensively. And can't say enough about uh, uh, Henry Abel as well. Uh, back there, a quarterback. He's absolutely uh, uh, doing a better job than he did in the first half of the year. We've seen his progression from day in and day out in the defense staying tough as well. I mean, and we, we, you said it. I mean, who 
who is going to take over the make, and the Panthers have positioned themselves well to to do just that. Yeah, I was looking up the uh, box score. They were down basically five minutes left to go. It, it was a, a, a 21 to a 13 game, and uh, you know so they had to battle back. Like you mentioned, Harry Abell had had two two touchdowns. Uh, uh, to, late in the game, with the three three fifteen left, and then with under a minute left to Hamilton, a thirty one yarder uh, to 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 provide the game winning points twenty seven twenty one North Central ends up winning that game, and really you look up and down and and, uh, it, and it was a type of game we obviously went back and forth and you know, we've talked about Carmel and, and kind of the offensive struggles they've had again, uh, but North Central put up three hundred thirty eight yards on a really good Carmel defense. And still, you know, turn the ball over three times. So, so you know, even even in a game, actually four times, three interceptions and a fumble, and still able to overcome that. In part because you know Carmel turned it over three times as well. So, uh, kind of a kind of an interesting uh, game there. I thought it would be close. You know, I covered last year when they lost uh, in triple overtime to Carmel, and you know, kind of the way this season has gone, you can tell North Central trending in the right direction. And uh, you know they have a good they have a good kicker they have a, a playmaker in uh, Hamilton they have mm-hmm. kind of the the pieces of a team that uh, I think can give people trouble uh, you know in the sectional when it comes to that and again a, a program that I think has has taken on a lot of confidence and a lot of the uh, personality of Kevin O'Shea uh, here in the last two years and, and you know I think a team to look out for like you said in a year where you know it's it's sort of there for the taking in some regard you know maybe this is a team with with this with this combination of players that can can get it done and, and ultimately what they did in, in that Carmel game was they stopped the the rushing attack on the mm-hmm. ground they, they limited Dylan Downing I believe he had under 20 yards and John Rogers I believe was the leading rusher with just under 50 I mean and that's something that no one in the state of Indiana had been able to do yet is stop Carmel from, from running the ball and that was something they, they were able to do and said they've really positioned themselves well moving forward. Everyone's seen the progressions, and there's still things that I'm sure if you talk to Kevin O'Shea that he would like to work on mm-hmm. with that Panthers team. But uh, right now, it, it, with the Mick as, as open as it's ever been, uh, the Panthers are right there in it yet again for a second year in a row. And, and if and, and if you watch the Panthers play in those first three games or so, this is a whole different ball game. Yeah, Carmel, uh, something to watch. Christian Williams took over at quarterback late in that game, gave him a little bit of a spark, uh, threw a touchdown pass to uh, uh, Colton Parker uh, in the fourth quarter, actually, and, and uh, that gave them a little bit of a, a spark. Something to watch, and, and Logan, I know you'll have your eye on this game. Uh, Carmel goes to Ben Davis on uh, Friday night, and you know as we're talking about Carmel and you know their situation might as well touch on that game as well because that's maybe the biggest game one of the biggest games in the area always been a good rivalry when you think about Carmel and, and Ben Davis you think about Dick Dullahan and and him coaching both of those programs to uh to state championships multiple state championships so uh always a good rivalry always a good game in the mick and as we get into week seven you know, we talk about North Central kind of trending in the right direction. Uh, ben Davis seems to be going that way too. And if, if they can knock off Carmel, uh, you have to wonder if maybe they have started to to turn the corner a bit. And this would be a big win uh, as they have rebounded from a one and three start. Uh, that big win over Warren Central kind of yeah. got them going. And now uh, the Giants look like you know, and we knew they had the pieces. Now they're really starting to put it together. Absolutely, and they came out in convincing fashion against Lawrence North as well. It got up early and and just kind of stayed stayed right there with it, and, and it really all started in that double overtime victory against Warren Central that I think 
let the guys out on the west side kind of believe in themselves again. And, and it's great for, for Ben Davis. It's great for the state of Indiana when, when the Giants are good at football. And when they've had it, you know, last year we know it was a rocky year. The start of this year didn't necessarily go as planned. But Coach Simmons has those guys playing some really good football. Now they're utilizing the assets that they have, the playmakers on the outside. They're beating people to the edge. The receivers are creating space. I mean, this is this is a really good football team that uh, everyone would tell you they just weren't they just they just weren't uh, getting it and wins necessarily. They were getting so close. They played to the fourth quarter and then let down. Now they're finishing football games, and this is another team that you really don't want to see in your schedule come sectional times. Uh, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see how they play though here against the Greyhounds and, and such a good defense, maybe one of the best defenses. Uh, in the state uh, with only giving up 68 points so far in conference. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I think that's a game that could really you know, go either way. You give Ben Davis a little bit of, a, of an advantage because it's at home, but Carmel, uh, you know, with the experience they have on both sides of the ball, and, and, and they do have some question marks, though, I think, as you, as you get into this. They're sitting there at 4-2 now uh, after that loss to North Central at home. So uh, maybe not quite as strong as we thought they would be at this point in the year, to be honest. And, and you know, and I, I think you know, still they have to be considered a favorite to come out of that north side of the bracket uh, as we take a look next week and as we get into the sectional and then what the draw is going to be. Uh, but maybe not quite as dominant as what we thought Carmel could be this year. Yeah, we know Carmel's a machine there. They just reload and, and put in some new parts and that thing runs well. But right now I think they need a little bit of oil uh, squeaked onto them. They're, they're, like you said, maybe not quite as dominant as we thought. Stuff some question marks at the quarterback position and and how to generate offense when the rushing attack just isn't necessarily working. Uh, defensively, still very strong, but uh, needs to maybe work on, on just getting uh, and forcing some more turnovers to help their offense out a little bit. But like you said, maybe not quite as dominant as we thought, but still a really good ball team. And that, that we knew that defense, too, had lost a lot of guys from last year, but uh, still, you know, Cole Brevard and, and, and Ty Wise and players like that <laughs> definitely have some playmakers on the, on that side of the ball. So that should be a great game uh, Friday out at, at Ben Davis. Uh, ben Davis... They are three and three. Carmel four and two, and a game that could really have some ramifications uh, in the MIC uh, um, uh, standings as well. So at the top of the at the top of the standings, uh, elsewhere in the MIC, you know, we talked about Carmel Ben Davis. Uh, Warren Central plays at Lawrence North on Friday. Lawrence North now two and four, and uh, Warren Central kind of took care of business against Pike twenty eight to fourteen. They led that game twenty eight nothing on Friday. And uh, uh, another good game for Kobe Moore. I think he was over 200 yards, if I remember right, in that game passing-wise. And uh, they just kind of got the job done Friday night. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, they, they got out early and, and stayed up and, and kind of, like I said, just took care of business uh, versus a Pike team that we know is getting better and better. Got picked up their first win against Lawrence Central uh, just a couple weeks ago. So uh, it wasn't necessarily an easy game, but uh, Warren Central executed, executed their game plan. And Kobe Moore, I've been very impressed with just his progression all year long. Uh, I felt like we were just saying he's making his first career start, and now he's you know passing for over 200 yards and is one of the top passers in the state uh, when in terms of statistics. So uh, they're they're utilizing his arm a lot, uh, and he's getting uh, better and better uh, finding his men and those you know shorter out routes and things like that. We know he has a big arm, but his accuracy has gotten a lot better, and Warren Central's offense has gotten better because of that as well. So it was a good bounce-back win for the Warriors who needed that after a really demoralizing loss and, and double overtime to, to the rival out there on the west side. So uh, it was tough for them to be able to bounce back. And once again, it's a Warren team that, that we thought maybe we'd get a little bit more out of uh, by this time of year. 
but it's still a lot of question marks around that Warren Central team. Yeah, definitely. And also in the Mick, uh, Pike one and five goes to Center Grove, uh, two and four. And you wonder now, Center Grove dominated Lawrence Central twenty-one nothing on Friday. Uh, Jason Graves was out in that game, so that that kind of takes away any hope of a Lawrence Central uh, win. Probably uh, he's so big for their offense, but. You know, Center Grove, again, kind of a workmanlike game. You wonder if they can kind of get on a run now. They've got Pike, Lawrence North, and then Cathedral in their final game. Uh, they're only 2-4, and four, but uh, very potentially could be 4-4 four and four going into that Cathedral game and, and, uh, and get a winning regular season. Uh, regardless, uh, they seem to be a team that uh, will, you know, will be playing better probably in three weeks than they are right now. And, you know, some good things out of that defense again on, on Friday that has been a, a solid part of their team all season. Yeah, absolutely. I think Center Grove right now, everyone uh, is trying to figure out what type of Trojan team is going to show up night in and night out. Uh, sometimes you see a team that runs a, a flawless wing T offense and moves it down the field. And sometimes you see them go out of a, a shotgun set and, and spread it out wide and run it down the field. Or sometimes you see penalties galore and turnovers. I mean, it, you just never know exactly what team's going to be out there. And that's part of just having a young, inexperienced team. Uh, but They've gone through. We've gone to week seven now, and we've seen some progression from from the Trojans as well. And we, we've said it all year. The, the main thing is when is Carson Steele coming back? When he comes back, it changes the whole dynamic of that offense. But right now, these guys are, are still figuring out how to win without without their star and, and how to play good football. And you've already mentioned it. The, the defense ha, has played better in these last couple games and, and are looking to build on that in these last three games of the year. I would not be surprised to see number 30 uh, here pretty soon. I think this was kind of the, the timeline they were thinking uh, being able to get him back in the lineup. So should be should be should be pretty soon uh, to see Carson Steele out there again. Then the fourth game we mentioned we talked about North Central at the top and they are four and two now. They host Lawrence Central on on Friday night and uh, like we said uh, you know after a one and two start Lawrence uh, I'm sorry North Central looks pretty good at this point. Uh, Lawrence Central trying to uh, to get that second win. Uh, after the Lawrence North game, just haven't quite been able to get over the hump again. No, they just haven't been able to do that. Like you said, the injury to Jason Graves hasn't helped as well. They have a couple other guys that have been out uh, in the starting lineup. We know that's like that for a lot of teams at this point in the season, but Lawrence Central getting hit pretty hard with it. Uh, right now, those guys are, are, like we said, really, they're they're looking for the sectional draw. They're looking to get to sectionals and, and get get some momentum going for there and get some guys healthy. Uh, like we said that offense really evolves around Jason Graves, and, and he has to be healthy in order for that offense to really roll. I mean, when, it, when he, he's thrown for 300 yards and, and running all over the field, and he, he, he is what, what makes that offense tick. So uh, they need to get him back uh, before they can really start working on some X's and O's. Yeah, North Central looking to go to 5-2 and two, uh, in that game. And uh, kind of elsewhere, I, Logan, one of the, the better games, I think, on Friday, uh, Cathedral, a team that's probably been better than, than maybe we expected. They're 4-2 and two now. Uh, at Arlington on Friday night, and they bring Louisville Trinity in for a you know kind of a, a game that you know has some you know we can see some correlation I think as to maybe how good Cathedral is compared to you know some of these teams Louisville Trinity has played uh, a national powerhouse type of team that uh, beat uh, both Carmel and Warren Central in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Cathedral again, you know they're they're right at the top I think in five A and maybe gives us another you know example of maybe where the Irish are at right now. No, absolutely. It, uh, we we know that Cathedral likes playing a lot of those out of state teams and the schedule a really tough regular season, which I believe is really helps them. I think uh, every coach will tell you it really helps you when you get to uh, postseason play when you've had such a tough regular season. You guys are, are have been challenged already. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about them, and, and we might find out a little bit more about Warren Central and Carmel as mm-hmm. well, just from this game. Like I said, we can kind of 
uh, you, you know, it's not going to be uh, parallel, but uh, you'll be able to, to be able to make a little bit of a correlation here and see exactly where they all stand. But we know Cathedral's one of the best there is in 5A. This this game won't make or break them, but it's going to be a nice uh, measuring tool. And the number one team in 6A is Avon, and they will host Westfield uh, on Friday. Westfield at 4-2, and two, but they've been beaten the last couple of weeks pretty handily. Uh, this will be this is an Avon team that you know just keeps getting it done every week, and and you know we talk about uh, you know the top teams in the MIC. Avon seems to compare favorably with with a lot of those teams, and I think you know it's just kind of been business you know business as usual again for the Orioles, and and you know I have to think they're uh, feeling pretty good about themselves right now and, <laughs> and what they've done, uh, especially uh, here recently, and I, I think uh, this game against Westfield will again show why Avon should be the uh, the top team in 6A right now. Yeah, I, I think the conversation has, has changed a little bit. It's no longer, you know, is Avon legit? Are, are, are they as good as some of these MIC teams? It's Avon is the gold standard right now. They are the team to beat. They are the number one team. They're undefeated. That's a feat that not many teams can say that, that they have right now through the season. So uh, they're the number one team when we know that they have some some just really good players. I mean, it all starts with Henry Hessen as well as having a great year. And, and we said they're as big and physical as anybody and, and well coached. So ever since uh, Avon kind of got questioned about being number one, all they've done is steamroll through opponents. <laughs> so uh, there's no reason to doubt them now. No, and then also in the uh, Hoosier Crossroads Conference, Brownsburg four and two hosts Zionsville. Uh, Colin Price, you know, I write about him a lot. He's a sophomore running back for Zionsville. He's at eleven hundred yards already on the season and nine touchdowns. This is a, a really wild game. Last year, Brownsburg won seventy to fifty two. I don't think we'll see that many <laughs> points on the board uh, in this one. Both teams better defensively this year, uh, but Brownsburg kind of they they bounced back with a couple of impressive wins after that loss yeah. to Avon. And uh, they've come out really solid and, and beat Fishers and Westfield the last two weeks. Absolutely. And Fishers and Westfield were two teams in the HCC that we were anticipating a little bit more from. But we still we see the gap now that, that has been made between Avon and Brownsburg and, and the rest of the HCC. They've really separated themselves. And as I said, Brownsburg only lost 7-3 to three to, to yeah. Avon. So they're right there with what is the number one team in the state. So uh, you know Brownsburg and Avon are going to be there. And once again, I'll say it once, I'll say it again, I I'm I'm hoping there will be a sectional rematch. <laughs> it's probably headed in that direction. Also in the uh, in that conference in the HCC, Fishers. Uh, curious to see how they bounce back. They have Franklin Central on on Friday. Uh, Fishers now four and two after those two losses to Avon and Brownsburg. How will they bounce back uh, against Franklin Central? And Noblesville beat uh, Franklin Central last week for their first uh, victory. And kind of a trending team. Uh, and I think we talked about them a little bit last week. Is Hamilton Southeastern kind of trending in the right direction now uh, they should be probably five and three heading into that season finale against brownsburg they have uh, noblesville this week and uh, i can't remember who they have next week but they do have brownsburg in, in week nine uh, and i think this is a team with enough talent you know deandre rhodes is their top receiver he's one of the best in the state they have a quarterback in hobson uh, who keeps getting better and better now a running game that's starting to click along so I think HSE is one of those teams. When you look at the sectional here, you know, and the draw here coming up, I think they're a better team than they were early in the year when they lost to Fishers, and, and I think they're really a team to kind of look out for now. Absolutely, they're a team that keeps sneaking up on you here and there. And we talk about all the time in the regular season. Your main goal is just to get just to get better, just to improve because those those first nine games are are tune ups for for once postseason comes around. So 
uh, Hamilton Southeastern, like you said, trending it in the upward direction, and, and I'm with you. I agree. I think Hobson is is a quarterback that that, that has has kept improving week in and week out, and he has some easy targets to find too sometimes. Yeah. But uh, still, he is a quarterback who's made some better decisions here and there, and, and I think uh, HSC is a team that once again uh, you don't want, you don't want to overlook, or else they're going to bite you. It's a, it's been a wild wild year in the the mid state conference. It seems like they're just crazy scores and. <laughs> games every single week and Franklin took their first loss of the season to Mooresville uh, but hung in there with them 49-42 uh, in that game and now Franklin plays Plainfield so Franklin now 5-1. and one. Plainfield's been better than expected too. They're 4-2 and two, uh, after they took Decatur Central down to the wire 42-38 to 38 on Friday and uh, we know how good Decatur Central is after they, they beat Mooresville two weeks ago. They, they made the 5A state finals last year uh, it's been a fun year in the mid-state, just a lot of wild you know, wild games, a lot of scoring in that conference. Absolutely, and that, that's what we want. That's what football, a lot a lot of the, the, the casual fan wants is is the scoring, the tons of offense, see the see the fireworks go, and, and we're starting to see that. And it's just kind of a bizarre year, uh, a lot of parity as well. You never know who's going to be who, but uh, you like seeing all the fireworks get up on there on the board. Some of the other uh, better games, Beach Grove 4-2, and two, they play Ritter 3-3 uh, three and three at Marion. Chittard at five and one, uh, the number one team in three A. They host a team, uh, Normal West Illinois, and I looked them up. They're six uh, uh, A, uh, receiving votes in uh, Illinois. There's eight classes in Illinois, and they're in six uh, A, uh, but they're four and one. So that should be a pretty good test for Chittard on Friday night. Uh, Burbuff goes on the road, uh, five and one at Terre Haute South is also five and one, but they're in five A, so they're playing up a couple classes. Uh, aforementioned uh, Decatur Central, they go to Greenwood on Friday. Decatur four and two, Greenwood three and three, and also in the mid state, Mooresville at five and one hosts Whiteland at three and three. So a chance for Mooresville uh, maybe uh, to get another victory. And, and Whiteland always a good team in the mid state as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see them keep that game uh, pretty close. Uh, and also Heritage Christian, one of their best teams they've had in a while. They're five and one. They host Lapel and uh, Cole Alexander, their quarterback for Lapel. Uh, had 391 yards and four touchdowns on Friday against Rushville. So Heritage Christian will have its hands full, but uh, I like the way the Eagles have been playing uh, this season. Then also Cecina coming off a loss to Lutheran. Lutheran number one in 1A, a huge win for uh, Lutheran uh, to beat Cecina 42-21 last week. And now Cecina goes to Triton Central. Uh, always a good rivalry game there uh, between two of the smaller uh, schools in our area, or smaller class uh, teams in our area that are always good. Both those teams four and two. And uh, that should be a good game on Friday night. And then, yeah, we mentioned Logan last week. New Pal six and zero. They play <laughs> Shelbyville, who's zero six. This is a game that uh, was going to be uh, canceled, postponed, and other you know find other uh, opponents for these teams. They'll play on Friday night, and uh, you know hopefully this is a, is a we I think we know the outcome <laughs> what, what it's going to be, uh, but hopefully it will be a game where uh, you know it's it's good sportsmanship, and you feel for these Shelbyville kids who are zero and six and. You know, struggling through a, a tough season, and, and I, I'm sure it'll be it'll be fine. But uh, this this type of game that you know they wouldn't have tried to change it if there wasn't a complete mismatch. And obviously, you go into this knowing it's going to be a mismatch. Absolutely, and th- this is where you have to find the love of the game and yourself, and, and really go out there and and do your best no matter what. And, and like you said, I I hope you see good sportsmanship from every side. And and uh, you wish you could have seen them maybe uh, gotten some different opponents and, and leveled the playing field a little bit more, but. Yeah, a little bit of a mismatch, but you never know. That's why you play the game. Uh, you know, New Pal's still going to have to go out there and, and do what they do. But 
Uh, like I said, it's going to be going to be an interesting to see exactly how that game turns out. And also Monroe Central, I didn't mention that game. Eastern Hancock's five and one. They host Monroe Central, a really good team. Uh, four and two. Uh, East, Monroe Central beat Eastern Hancock last year, so trying to get a little bit of revenge there. Uh, Pendleton Heights, they're right on the goal line against Mount Vernon last week and, and fumbled and, and ended up losing eighteen fourteen. They host an undefeated Delta team, six and zero on Friday. Another one of the uh, top games in the area. Uh, unfortunately, Sheridan they were they're rolling five and one. They go to Seeger four and two. But Cameron Hubby, their their running back, got hurt last week, and uh, looks like that could be serious. So uh, he may be out for a while. Sheridan having a great year for Bud Wright at five and one. So uh, they are uh, they're going into Seeger, which is four and two on Friday. So. Some good games. This is not probably one of the vintage weeks uh, of the season. Garen Catholic, too. Also, they are 4-2, host a team from Michigan, Pontiac Notre Dame, uh, 5-0. and uh, So that'll be a good test for Garen, which Garen's coming off a loss to Chittard last week. So, like I said, not a, not a ton of, uh, you know, just, just great matchups this week. And, Logan, I think, uh, you know, as we get into October now, you start thinking, you know, what's the sectional going to look like? And I'm to that point right now, kind of ready for that to – to see what it looks like and see what our matchups are when uh, that sectional draw comes out. Yeah, it's so tough not to look ahead to. Like I said, once October rolls around and the weather starts getting a little cooler out as well, you really start thinking about sectional time, and, and that that's really what matters. And, and you start wondering, go you putting scenarios in your head, well, if we get them and they get them, well, they're playing well now. And, and it, it, it's the fun part of it. It's the fun anticipation, but we won't know for a couple weeks, so... I have to do is focus one week at a time, and you said maybe not quite a vintage week, but it's these types of weeks that that yeah, games sneak up on true. you, and you start overlooking, you start thinking about sectionals. So all the players out there really have to be folks, coaches, and have to do a really good job at practice to keep those guys at bay. Yeah, I've been doing this long enough where you look at a lineup like that, and it's like, oh, there's a few good ones here and there, and then you end up with the best week you've ever <laughs> of games ever. So there, I'm sure some crazy stuff about to happen on Friday night. Uh, as we get into this, Logan, what are you guys doing uh, with the Mick Network this game this week, and and uh, what are you kind of looking forward to most? Yeah, we're gonna have uh, Warren Central at Lawrence North. You mentioned Lawrence North two and four, uh, looking for their first uh, win. They took Carmel all the way uh, to the end uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they've had good success against them, and uh, looking to do the same against Warren Central, who just got back on the winning path. So uh, we're gonna follow that game, and it could be. We talked about a sectional matchup to come in sectional seven, uh, so these two teams could be meeting again soon. But I uh, really want to see Donovan McCauley and how he's matured throughout the year. I haven't had a chance yet to see him in person, and, and I'm really looking forward to that. He's definitely had his, his moments this year. He's had some ups and downs, as you expect with the uh, quarterback that age, but uh, he's definitely a guy who's fun to watch. And, uh, uh, and Omar Cooper Omar as well. Cooper. Yeah, he's becoming a, a star in his own right, so... Uh, Warren Central have its hands full. Defensively, they're very good, but uh, Lawrence North is capable of, of surprising you and, and putting up some numbers, too. I also wanted to mention, I said I was going to mention at the beginning, I went out to uh, uh, Park Heritage on Friday night, watched them play South Vermilion, but the story is really about the consolidation of that, that uh, two schools, Rockville and Turkey Run. Uh, two years ago, this only the second year this program has played uh, together, and I went out two years ago, did a story on Turkey Run, about to play Rockville for the last time. Both those teams had one win at the time, and you know they they basically could only beat each other that year. And I would have never thought, you know, this team sitting there at six and zero, now ranked number third in one A, and it, it's number three in one A, and they, they are they are the confidence that team has. It, it kind of goes to show me. Uh, they brought in Brian Moore to coach that team, who had a lot of success at Seeger, coached at Lafayette Jeff, 
um, has never had a losing season in, in more than 20 years as a coach. And his, he's sort of just a relentlessly positive uh, guy, and I think that has really rubbed off on this team. And so we, I was on the sideline with them. You know, they let me go in the locker room Friday night at South Vermilion and kind of got an inside look at you know, what it's like to build a, a program. You know, and what kind of what they're doing uh, to make that happen. And they've got some good talent. I mean, they really do. And, and a lot of those guys at Turkey Run who were younger are now their their top receivers and in in uh, you know skill position guys and then Rockville has they had a good quarterback Logan White and then some some linemen who are good you put all that together and it's kind of this magical thing where you know it's it's come together for them and you know last year they were 8 and 3 this year they're 6 and 0 oh, and they've got a chance to really do some damage uh in in one in the 1A tournament so uh, kind of a cool story. I know a lot. I heard from a lot of people about Brian Moore, who played for him before, and, and uh, you know, on social media and and, and emails. So uh, cool to see that, and and you know, it goes to show you what a difference a coach can make. I think coaches and numbers are always nice yeah. in high school football. Absolutely, coaches and numbers, and if you get <laughs> people believing in in what you're doing, you know, yeah, and that kind of builds up the uh, youth program and gets people excited and I know they have about three times as many fans at their home games as they used to so when it was just Rockville and that's where their uh, football stadium is at Rockville so kind of a cool story something different we did Friday night and got out I always like to at least one time a year get out of the area and go see a you know kind of a a rural uh, team or find a good story elsewhere so that was fun to do and uh, then we'll get back to it uh, you know this week again but uh, Logan anything else you're looking forward to on Friday night? Uh, I think Ben Davis and Carmel is definitely kind of the big matchup. We talked about that at the top of the podcast. Uh, really kind of seeing how Carmel responds uh, to a come-from-behind loss uh, that they had with North Central and how North Central really came alive. And Ben Davis, we're going to find out a lot about Ben Davis. Like I said, they capped off a double overtime victory against Warren, took care of business against Lawrence North. Now let's see if they can maintain that success. Yeah, I think if Ben Davis wins this game, you really have to consider them a, a threat. I think uh, absolutely at that point that would absolutely. be that'd be three in a row for the Giants. So, and maybe even if not, if they can make this a game and kind of show they're they're right there with the with a team like Carmel, so that should be a good game. Absolutely, but especially with the conference title on the line. I mean, Warren, Carmel, Ben Davis, and North Central are all sitting at one loss in conference play, so it's really anyone's game. Yeah, that loss t- two weeks ago, the Ben Davis beating Warren kind of opened things up, I mm-hmm. mean, really for everybody. So it uh, should be a fun night of football on Friday night. It should be a great night weather-wise, so get out and see a game, and uh, we'll join you next time as Logan knocks on wood and we hope for good <laughs> weather. So we'll see you, we'll see you next week.